Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We're continuing our study of the book of Job, now in chapter 35, looking at verses 1 through 8 in the New Living Translation. Elihu is still speaking. He is still reprimanding Job, and he still will have a lot more to say even after this chapter. But let's listen to God's word. It reads, Then Elihu said, Do you think it is right for you to claim, I am righteous before God? For you also ask, What's in it for me? What's the use of living a righteous life? I will answer you and all your friends too. Look up into the sky and see the clouds high above you. If you sin, how does that affect God? Even if you sin again and again, what effect will it have on him? If you are good, is this some great gift to him? What could you possibly give him? No, your sins affect only people like yourself, and your good deeds also affect only humans. Again, this is Job chapter 35, verses 1 through 8 in the New Living Translation, which titles this, Elihu reminds Job of God's justice. I'll be back to share insights and we'll close with prayer. Hi, this is Hope Scott. I am your host of Five Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thank you for listening. And if you haven't subscribed and followed, please do so. Thanks to Podchaser for naming my podcast to its list of 60 best podcasts to discover in November. Give it a listen. Drop me a line. Like me and follow on Facebook and Twitter. Again, we're looking at Job chapter 35, verses 1 through 8 in the New Living Translation. In this section, Elihu confronts uh, Job because he believes Job is self-righteous and as you listen to Elihu you think well maybe Elihu is the one that's more self-righteous than Job but let's listen to what the commentaries have uh, have shared Elihu waited for uh, Job to respond before proceeding and since Job was still silent Elihu continues his attack a third time as he undertakes to show Job that Job you've spoken amiss and you need to uh, recant you need to go back you need to apologize to God for all the things you have said you have mischaracterized God is what uh, Elihu wants Job to understand Elihu had uh, has badgered Job severely and he has accused him of adding rebellion to his sin and he's accused him of ignoring the wise counsel of his friends and he's accusing him of speaking wrongly against God so to emphasize the point he 
jabs that finger at Job and says, do you think this is right? And you can imagine how emphatic he is. Job, do you think this is right? Elihu reproves Job for, number one, justifying himself more than God. And he says, uh, you have, in effect, said, my righteousness is more than God's. That is, I have done more for God than ever he did for me. And number two, he was reproving Job for disowning the benefits and advantages of religion uh, because of his suffering by saying, what profit shall I have if I be cleansed from my sin? And uh, I kept thinking a reprobate mind, but when I looked it up, that's really not a reprobate mind. That's someone who just continues to do wrong when they know what they're doing is wrong. So uh, Job isn't, this isn't a reprobate. He's just in a place of pain. And when he's asking this question, God, I've done everything that I need to do, and I'm suffering. And then Job is a just and righteous and godly man. And since being righteous has provided him no gain, he questioned the value of his righteousness. And that was in chapter 9. He also noted that God destroys the righteous along with the wicked. Elihu had missed Job's point that he wanted to be vindicated because he believes that God is just. And Job is just struggling to understand what God is doing. We know because we've read the book. Job doesn't know. He's living it. It's, he's uh, like a living testimony to his friends and people who are looking, who are going to see the glory of the Lord at the end of this chapter, at the end of the book. Elihu advises Job to consider the vast expanse of the universe. uh, Presumably, this would give Job a view of God's vastness. And the commentaries, uh, and I'm still reading from the commentary. Idolaters looked up and worshipped the host of heaven, the sun, the moon, and the stars. But we look up to heaven and we worship the Lord of those hosts. We uh, don't worship the sun, moon, stars, and all that stuff. They are higher than we, but God is infinitely infinitely above them. And his glory is definitely above the heavens. And that he, uh, the knowledge of him is higher than the heavens. And finally, Elihu argues that since God is superior to his creation, people's sins do not affect him. Likewise, their righteousness brings him no gain. Elihu asserts that an individual's righteousness or wickedness only affects that individual, uh, presumably because God repays people according to their deeds. However, Elihu, like Eliphaz, is unaware of God's conversation with Satan. God does have a stake in Job's righteousness, since Satan claimed that Job would curse God when afflicted. 
And we know that Satan is our accuser. He is the accuser of the brethren. He wants to separate us from our love of God. Let's pray. Father, again, as we go through the book of Job, we thank you. We thank you for your word. Thank you for the truth that comes from your word. Even truths that we don't understand, like Job, we don't understand everything that's going on in our lives. But we believe that uh, your word over any situation that we face, and we declare your truth uh, and that our circumstances will change for the best, as will Job's. Father, we thank you for making us victorious over every obstacle that comes our way. Just as Job, in his uh, frustration, he doesn't see it right now, but you are keeping him. You're keeping him, you're sustaining him, and even as we don't always see, as we go through our struggles, that you are there. And we thank you, Father, for that hand that is always there to hold us up and to catch us if we fall. Thank you for the blood of your Son. Thank you for his uh, death, burial, and resurrection for our sins. Thank you for the Holy Spirit that makes intercession for us. God, we pray for those who need you in a special way. And we're thanking you in advance for that healing touch. You're working uh, uh, to bring about, about a miracle on behalf of my brother and my cousin, the two people right now that you know are in our family, but we know so many more that need you in a special way. God, you know what the needs are. The prayers that people have requested, you know what their needs are. Even our unspoken needs, you know them all. And God, we are thanking you in advance. Amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed.